Oh, God. All right. Dan, I am back. Back from England. Back from Italy. I'm back in America. Has has anything been going on? Well, how closely have you been paying attention? I, well, you know, uh, on and off, on and off. Just generally, how's it been? Anything? It's... Really? How much do you want your post-Italy glow to stick around? Uh, well, I mean, it was a nice trip. Okay. Um, it's not been great, Maureen. It's not been a good couple of weeks. Really? I feel terrible. Dan! You think this is all I was in a I was eating pasta in Italy talking about Nazis. You can't keep it from me, Dan. You can't keep the truth from me. Uh, I just the whole time, Maureen, the whole time the Nazis were marching and the tiki torches were glowing, I was just I was holding on to an image of you just like whirling a spaghetti on a fork, not knowing any of it was happening. Dan There's no not knowing. It's 2017. Welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a coping strategy. I'm Dan Sinker. And I'm Maureen Johnson. And yes, I was in Italy. I've just been in England and I just got back and I, I will tell you, Dan, getting, I guess what does make a difference is that getting, hearing horrible news in a nice place, I guess that's something. I mean, I love to swim and I never get to swim because I live in New York. There's no pool. There's like a pool at the, at the Y, but it's full of kids that pee in it and it's got so much chlorine in it. It just cooks your eyeballs the minute you walk into the room yeah yeah i know that kind of pool you know you walk in and you're you've just bleached from head to toe all of a sudden oh i'm so crispy so getting to swim is like the ultimate thing for me and i got in that pool and i didn't get out i would just we did work in the pool like we had meetings in the pool we discussed book outlines in the like but i did it all i just wouldn't get out i was just in that pool but then and wow. that, yeah, like a are you fish. are you still shriveled up? A little bit. Just imagine you sort of like a California raisin right now. Yeah, like a real pruny and oh, so nice. Just swimming is moving around swimming. You know, it just reminded me of just the being in the sun, swimming. These how being healthy and you know taking care of yourself and trying to enjoy one goddamn second, like just the just trying to enjoy myself a little but of course we were also then just reading you know things about nazis so i mean let's let's get into it let's talk about uh when when i last left you i was up on the mountaintop in italy the count was coming they had the wild boars and uh uh it seemed like we were all gonna die that week maybe a little bit nuclear annihilation was around the around the corner me and you had actually made a, a decision not to go there uh, in our last recording. We were like, you know what? Let's not play up the fact that Trump is playing chicken with North Korea and we may all be dead by the time this airs. And now we are two weeks later and we are not all dead. 
I also, Maureen, I am not in my basement in Chicago right now. I am in uh, my nephew's childhood ba- uh, bedroom in suburban Colorado. What's he got in there? Has he got any... A lot of hockey trophies. A lot of hockey trophies. Wow. But I'm, I'm sitting on the floor. I have a pillow behind the microphone. There's a small is single person bed uh, right behind me. I kind of feel like a like it's it, it, I I feel slightly childish right now. Like I feel like I'm doing something wrong in my own bedroom when I was little. Yeah, there's something about recording in a like a. Sometimes when I go back to visit my family, I record in my old bedroom, and there is this kind of like <laughs> here I am with my microphone. Yeah. Um, I used to record stuff into a boombox when I was like seven, and I just realized this feels a lot like that. This feels mm. a lot like the like adventure stories that I would tell. And a lot of them, now that I think about it, were Indiana Jones-based and involved of fighting a lot of Nazis. So here we are, hey. full circle. I'm cross-legged yeah. in a child's bedroom talking about talking fighting about Nazis. Nazis. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's been... Uh, it, I don't want to... You know, we all are replaying the count can you imagine if we knew we'd be doing this in 2017 like but uh the things that we've had to revisit and kind of discuss are just boy it's um thanksgiving this year's gonna be a pip it's gonna be a pip dan (laughs) it's gonna Uh. be a real pip and that's why we're having says who thanksgiving um that's just something I thought of just now, but wouldn't it be great if we just had a says who Thanksgiving? I've told you my Thanksgiving plans, right, Maureen? We have already booked a trip to Disney World for Thanksgiving. And we have already made a reservation on Thanksgiving right. Day for that's dinner right. in the French Pavilion. Ah, that's right. You are having says who Thanksgiving. Come on. Damn it. Book it. Come on yeah. over. All right. How many? You've already been to, to Disney World once this year, Disneyland. Yes, we went to Disneyland for the inauguration. Oh, man. It's apparently the best. Po- I, I realized, I realized, Maureen, during, it, during uh, what has been an incredibly difficult summer for me for many different reasons, that I actually, and I, I said this to my wife today when we were in the, in the store uh, buying baby-related items, um, I think I have a vague addiction to Disney World. Like, I, it, when I'm feeling super stressed out, I'll just, like, pull up wait times at Disney World on my phone and it'll be like oh, okay like it gives me a fix yeah we all got something we do but but yeah Thanksgiving Disney World come everyone it'll be fun oh that would be so beautiful if we all went together we could this is a real possibility assuming that we're all alive listen I have a prediction but I'm gonna wait till the end of the episode to tell you but I have an exciting prediction Dan Ooh. I'm gonna I'm drop that on you I'm ready. I'm ready for that to be dropped. Morning's future news. Ooh. Yeah. But okay. So. So Nazis. Yeah. So what did happen in the, in the two, (laughs) in the two weeks? I mean, it is, it is, it is remarkable now, you know, two weeks from when we recorded last and we were really pretty actively avoiding talking about nuclear war. And how we just ran straight from nuclear annihilation straight into Nazis with tiki torches. And there was no break. <laughs> like it was, it was, it was just straight in. Boom. Now we're no longer dying from 
the nukes, which is good, but we have Nazis literally killing people. So could have played out better. I will say that when I was in Italy, there was a four-year-old boy. Uh, there was a large group of us there in the house, and amongst our company was a four-year-old boy, and he is a lot of fun. And um, being around him was a good reset on, because he was like, "Look, I realize you all are trying to talk about something, but one of you has to help me race my two Hot Wheels cars across this pool and play shark with me," and so. Um, the sanity came from I, you know, every once in a while I'd have to stop talking about Charlottesville and I'd have to be a shark. I'd have to be a swimming shark. And um, I'm just thinking about that now, Dan, because it turns out that maybe my place that I go to when I start drifting off in this conversation is I go back to this pool. Man, I just really like to swim. I like to swim, Dan, and I can never swim. God damn it, Dan. At the fuck, God, oh, when 2017 is over, I'm gonna move and get a goddamn swimming pool. As so as we discussed last last episode, I oh. uh, began swimming, and I've continued swimming when I've been here in Colorado, and uh, we got a 10 day pass to the rec center here in South Suburban Denver, and um, it is hilarious because the same pool that you swim laps in is the pool that every morning at the same time they do aqua zumba which is uh a high energy brazilian uh aerobic exercise done in the water by elderly women and then me (laughs) yeah it's nice Oh, oh i forgot the best part of the swimming is that i had my little oh damn now i'm thinking about it thinking about swimming how great it is um i had my little wireless headphones in and i when i was up the pool by myself not playing shark i put my phone on one side and i listened to a podcast and i kept my head above the water and i was just swimming while listening to some comedy oh that's nice it was the greatest goddamn thing that ever happened do you remember when we were young the walkmen that were yellow and thusly were somehow waterproof (laughs) <laughs> yes, I don't think they were waterproof. Were they? I don't. I mean, that was the whole reason they were yellow, right? So you could I like thi- strap them to your scuba outfit and hit hit. You know, go down to down to depths. I thought that maybe it was like it. Just if it rained on them, they wouldn't immediately explode. I don't know. I but I was thinking about how when I was a child, there was a waterproof music making device that I could put in my ears, and had I had access to a pool. Or one of those yellow Walkmen, I could listen to music. And now here we are in 2017, and they're fucking Nazis, and you can't listen to music while you swim. You can. I think you just need the right headphones. Oh. Yeah, I just didn't have them, but I only realized too. I'm drifting off the topic as if I'm in a pool. Because I think none of us want to fucking talk about Nazis. Because Nazis, I thought we'd, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you feel like we, we've settled Nazis, right? Like we're all we're all on the same page with the Nazi thing. It just wasn't one of those bad assumptions because we weren't. No, we definitely weren't. It, like the thing about Charlottesville was that it is one of one of those things, one of those things that has happened here in 2017 that is both equally disheartening and totally unsurprising. 
You know, it's like, of course there are hundreds of Nazis holding tiki torches, yelling anti-Semitic slogans, and then the next day, like, having full-on street battles with counter-protesters, and, and like, of course we're here. Like, here is where we are, you know? Like, had had you written the the narrative of this year, it's like, oh, yeah, we're at that part now, you know? And yet, it fucking sucks that we're at that part. Yeah, I mean, the only positive that you, I've kind of read is that a lot of activists who have known about this for a long time are, you know, you, that always means, like, People of color, people of the Southern Poverty Law Center, people of the ACLU, etc., are like, yeah, we knew. Tried to tell you guys. At least now it's in the news. <laughs> like, yeah. at least now it's not. It's it's the it's out from under the rock. It's it's it is the thing about Nazis is that it's oh boy, that's a bad sentence starter. <laughs> the thing the thing about Nazis is that it is very easy to see which side of that line you're on. You know, like there are there are few things in our culture that are as like you are either with Nazis or you are not with Nazis. There is not a weird gray area, which is why that it took the president so many days to issue a mealy mouth condemnation of Nazis. And then immediately the next day, take it all back was yet another one of those moments that was both disheartening and not shocking. Because, like, like the Tiki Torch Company did a better job of condemning Nazis than the President of the United States. So when I was in England, there was the, the, the famous, now super weird, press conference in a, in a lobby by the elevator bank. Yeah. Uh, so Trump has this press conference by the elevators. At, at, was, it a ta- was it Trump it Tower? It was Trump Tower. He was, he was back in New York. Yeah, you were very happy to not be in New York. Uh, because he actually did go back home for uh, for a few days of his extended, seemingly never-ending vacation. Yeah, I was in. So I was in London, and I was in. Okay, apparently all of my things about this trip I'm going to talk about are going to involve me being submerged in water. Because <laughs> in the hotel, so I was in the tub, and English tubs are just. I just want to tell you that how great they are. English tubs are better than American tubs because they're deeper. And like they they're just kind of thinner and deeper and you can just get in there. And like this tub was so deep that I floated by accident. Like I was just like, wow, like a like a cork. It was excited. And they had nice like there was room on the side for your stuff. And I had a cup of tea that I'd made. And they had one of those one of those TVs, one of those bathtub TVs, Dan. Wow. I had a remote control, and I was watching some goddamn English mysteries, Dan, in the bathtub with my cup of tea. I was having, like, that one hour of, like, shit is awesome. I was like, I'm in here. I'm watching a murder mystery. I got a herbal tea. I'm kind of floating. Like, again, I was just happy, and the show ended, and there was another show because it was, like, that network that only shows fucking murder mysteries, and I was like, yeah! Yeah! And so I was like, this is so fucking cool! And I was just, oh! I was so happy, and I was like, I'll just pick up my goddamn phone for one goddamn second just to look at the fucking news, Dan! I was, boop, boop, floating in the tub, and I just look, and I just, one second, I'll look at the news, and every single person on Twitter was like, what just, what did he see? What just happened? What? What? And every person was just saying, 
saying what? And you know that's not good. No. You know another thing has happened. And I was like, ah, everything. I'm in my tub. And then murder mystery is starting. And I'm like, oh, where's the herbal tea? Ah, you know, and I'm like trying to get the towel so I don't drop the phone into the tub. And, and that's when I found out. That the president was like, Nazis, what do you do? There are like some of them great people. Awesome. And I was like, <sighs> and they're like, well, that was a press conference for the ages. Nothing like that has ever happened in presidential history before. That's just a whoo. Look at that. So um, I, I'm connecting a lot of this to water, Dan. It's good because it's it's so easy to just drown yourself then. Yeah, or just, you know, drop the phone into the tub and short it out so that you can't see anything. Like, it, it's pretty tempting at points. Uh, so, um, so yes, yeah, so the president uh, has a strange press conference in a lobby in which he says that, uh, and, you know, a person is, a woman has died. Yeah. Like, a, a woman and, has died. Um, a woman who he did not acknowledge the name of for days. And then, you know, finally did say, you know, did say her name, Heather Hare. Nobody from the administration attended her fucking funeral, which is mind-blowing. Like, I think it was actually David Axelrod, my old foil, uh, who tweeted out, like, had this been Obama, does anyone doubt that he would not be giving the eulogy at this funeral? You know, like, of course he would have. Like, that's what the president does, you know, like... That's part of the job of the president is when you have shit that hits the fan, you know, you're standing up and you're making sure everyone's okay. And you're saying, you know, nice, noble things that bring people together. And instead we have this fucking clown. Who does that thing that I, out of all the things that he does, uh, definitely for me, the most annoying is when he does the, you know it and I know it uh. and you know it. And yeah. It's it's that is some cheap ass like in in terms of dollar values of rhetorical strategies that's some cheap ass you know used car salesmanship yeah the but also the but you know believe it. me oh believe me you know it I know it you can believe me because I'm saying these words that I believe that you believe that I don't even believe but you believe me because you know it and um, then you um, slowly sink into the bathtub um. So this, um, all of this, and, uh, and also the other, obviously one of the other big things that has happened is that um, we lost, um, we lost a big guy. We lost one of the big ones, Dan. We did. The king of auto fellatio, Steve Bannon. And I, I was thinking about you, Dan, because he is um, your Patronus. He is. <laughs> Him, him specifically in the doubled over position of blowing himself is my Patronus. Yeah, it's what comes out of Dan's wand. Yeah, and um, so obviously I was thinking about you when uh, we lost. We've lost another one. I mean, so I, as one might expect, I have a lot of thoughts about Steve Bannon being let go. But the biggest one is when this administration finally crumbles, and it it is certainly it is it is it is. It is not crumbling yet, but you know those Entenmann's donuts with the, like, they almost look like little bunny feed on top? Yeah. Like, and, like, you have it, and it's a structurally sound thing, and then you bite into it, and all that little, like, the bunny droppings just go falling off immediately. Like, we're in the just-about-to-bite-the-donut stage of this administration, I feel like. 
uh, when it crumbles, when we're finally looking back, this is a thing I think we're all going to say, Maureen. We're all going to say the most effective member of the Trump administration was the 10 days of the mooch. This is a guy who said, I want Spicer out, and Spicer was out. This is a guy that said, I want Priebus out, and Priebus was out. And a guy who said, you know what? Steve Bannon wants to just sit around and blow himself. He should be out too. And then he's out. Like, that's kind of remarkable. Especially when you're, like, just a coked up sleazeball. Um, that, that is, like, that is amazing to me that you can oh, look and be well, like he said he wanted three things to happen and they happened he's like a genie well he's like an oily genie well, he's, your, he's your friend now yeah he's not my friend he's your friend Noreen, the mooch followed me on twitter he follows yeah. he follows one hundred and seventy thousand people which is think of the insanity that his twitter stream must look like but i'm now one of them and i've been dming him repeatedly does he reply? No, he never replies, but one day he will, Maureen. One day. He will. One day the mooch will reply. You know, Dan, have I ever told you, you know, you, when you said about those particular Entenmann's donuts with the crumbling stuff, have I ever told you about my aunt? I don't know if I have or not. You've certainly but, told me um, about your aunt, but I don't know about your aunt and donuts. Well, or other she's goods. the one that... So my, I had a particular aunt, it was my Aunt Clara, that some of the things I may have told you about her was that her bird committed suicide <laughs> and um, that she used to give me empty peanut butter jars to keep my money in because she didn't believe in banks. And she said, here's an empty peanut jar to put your money in so you can watch it grow. And she was um, she was also the one that had a refrigerator installed in her bedroom yes. because she hated my yes. uncle. My uncle, who was a rabid and proud racist, and um, uh, that was how he's like, I'm a racist. And I'd be like, how's it going, Uncle Jerry? I'm going to go upstairs and see Aunt in her bedroom with her fridge and count her money. And that was a normal interaction in my family. Well, my parents used to send me to church by myself. Um, they didn't go. So um, I would. I <laughs> We're done for, but there's still hope for you. You go. Well, yeah, they're like, like, uh, you just go. And so they would see me across the street. I, we had two churches on our street, and the churches were sort of down and to the left. And sometimes I would go, but then I realized that there were other options. One was I would hide books in the bushes behind the house, and I would literally just circle the house and sit behind a bush yes. near, the, near the creek where we live and read for two hours. Or sometimes I would cut through the this like field and through the woods to my aunt's house, who she was like, I don't believe in churches. She just have you hot on your sleeve, kid. And she would sit there and smoke and feed me those donuts. Wow. Which we would cut into wedges. And so my aunt was like my church hooky person, and that's what I would eat were those particular donuts instead of going to church. I, I have not had one of those donuts since I was a child, but now I really want one. I can, t I can, yeah. like, I have an amazing taste memory of that donut. Yeah, me too. I bet you it's identical. Mmm. Uh. But yeah, that was, the, that was the donut of no church. And then I would come back home, like, covered in Entenmann's dust and be like, church was awesome. So, um. Maybe those bunny dropping Entenmann's donuts are the official donut of Says Who. Can we call that? Hold on, let me think about that one for a second, because 
There are a lot of good donuts out there. There are a lot of good donuts. I mean, you can make a case for a lot of donuts. Um, because, you know, we used to get Krispy Kreme. Like my grandmother, we would drive to Northeast Philly to the big Krispy Kreme and get like giant things, Krispy Kremes on Sunday. Like I have a lot of fond memories of some Krispy Kreme. Um, but you know what? I let, Let's call it. I, it's because it's a good metaphor for the Trump administration, too. I feel like that donut's doing a lot of work right now. The donut is doing a lot of work. So um, if you're keeping track, uh, the that crumbly top donut, the Entenmann's crumbly top donut, is the official donut of Says Who. So have have one today. Blue Apron, get those Entenmann donuts. <laughs> um, they send you a hundred individually wrapped bunny droppings to put on top. Yeah, we are going to get that sponsorship, Dan. I'm 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 becoming more serious about it, but um. People said don't talk about Blue Apron, so I'm, I'm not going to. All of this was an aid of Steve Bannon leaving. Yes. And, um... and, and doing a thing like, so here's my issue with Steve Bannon leaving. Like, it's great. You know what? One less Nazi in the White House is great. There's still a number more to go, including actual the president of the United States, clearly. Um, but uh, he immediately went back to Breitbart. Not like sort of like... Oh, he immediately went like, you know, he went the next day after an afternoon of, you know, being fired and blowing yourself. But like he went immediately back. He was fired in the morning and was in an evening Friday evening editorial meeting, which seems especially cruel. Um, and it, it, it made me realize like he he has had to play so much more politics than he probably would want to and that the administration probably wanted him to and like him now in a position where he can talk shit about anyone that they want shit talked about you know um especially among the kind of like establishment republicans um it puts him in a position where he's got a lot of a lot of pull without any of the negatives without and without the administration having to answer for any of it, which is vaguely terrifying. Yeah, it's vaguely. Okay. I just, I checked it against the image of him blowing himself, which definitely annuls a lot of it, but uh, still vaguely terrifying. Like if you could build a statue to that, I believe that you would. Oh, I would. Oh my word. That would, that could replace all the Confederate, statues yes. which let's pull the confederate statues down and replace them with statues of steve bannon blowing himself this is an amazing idea yeah it's a good one it's a good idea and you could keep the plaques just swap the swap oh, sure. the statue sure absolutely so then it's like you know robert e lee and it's a statue of bannon blowing himself this mm -hmm. is a great idea Honestly, I think you could probably just keep the statues and like sort of bend them in half and no one would really know the difference. Well, the folks in the folks in Durham, North Carolina that pulled the statue down discovered that those statues were not particularly well made. No, all you have to do is melt the face a little bit and you've got a good bend yeah. right there. Bend but I mean, half, they they, the they pulled that one over and the legs just crumpled. So it would be very easy, in fact, to, to, be, to bend those right over. That's a real piece of shit. In all ways. Um, it's, it is going to be interesting to see what he does. Um, because, you know, for example, last night, 
in an act of uh, says who patriotism, I watched the Trump speech. I did not. I watched the Fast and the Furious 8. There's probably a lot more content in the Fast and the Furious than there was in the Trump speech. Oh, I'm positive of that. It was a, it was a half hour. It was a real kind of summer night experience. You know, the air conditioner is blasting because it's all hot and sticky. And, you know, you're sitting there, you know, having some watermelon, watching the speech. If you're me, that's what you were doing. And um, it was just like a solid half hour of kind of airy nothing. Like it was just he, he delivered it from the military. And basically what, what he said then was something along the lines of the military's great. He likes to say things like, this is the greatest military in the history of the entire human race. And then I turn to my English companion, who just raises his eyebrows slowly, (laughs) and then lowers (laughs) them slowly. Um... You know, he he likes to say things about how it's, you know, like the most powerful in the universe. And and then uh, he was basically like, well, we're in Afghanistan and militaries should win and we should win. And therefore, I have five ideas. Uh, one is that we're going to do something, but I'm not going to say what or when that has to do His with favorite winning. Move. Mm. When he doesn't know, it's a secret. It's a secret. It's a secret. And, you know, it's it, we do have some history in this country of people that have secret plans for winning things, including Nixon's secret plan for winning Vietnam, which he never did unveil. Um, but uh, then it was something about how it was like trash talking Pakistan. He wants to do something with India. Unclear. It. I, I listened to the whole thing. And Dan, I'm not going to go around and say that I am an exceptional mind. I'm not. But I can usually follow conversations conducted in English in a general sure. way. That seems I, like a good, I, I, good I test. Can, yeah, I can basically follow along. And um, But I have taught things like Comp 101 and, you know, things like that. And I would have said um, what this is lacking is a thesis statement. Like, what is this speech about? And it wasn't really about anything. It was... It was a. He got up in front of some military and said, "The military's awesome, winning. Th- things are gonna happen." And then he fucked off, and I t- couldn't tell you any more than that. It was clear that he hadn't written all of it because it wasn't completely fucking gibberish. But you could tell he vamps on it and says things like, "The greatest in the universe," and you're like, right. "Sure, that's a thing." And um, so, okay, those are basically the events. Which is, a, for us, that's actually pretty light. Because remember, the fucker was on vacation for most of this. So, you know. Um, like he, 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 managed to, he managed to work all of this in between tea times for two whole weeks. Oh, yeah. And we haven't even mentioned things like the Secret Service is now out of money or like. Oh, my you know, God. I saw that, that this morning. Yeah. The Secret Service is entirely out of money because of the amount of agents that they have to assign to trump and all of his little pieces of shit kids and um all the travel that they're doing the secret service has no more money which actually like explains a couple weeks ago when the secret service had to leave trump tower because they couldn't negotiate a rent that they could afford right like it's like oh that's why because they're out of money yeah they live in a trailer now outside um but then of course this morning there was steve mnuchin's wife 
showing herself getting off an official plane and tagging all of her expensive items of clothing, like her Hermes scarf. And then when people criticized her, she was like, I give more. Uh, you don't have any money, you dumb pores. And um, it was fun. You know, it was um, a lot of fun. Did, did you have a thing growing up as a, as a reader that you, um, you only discovered much later in life that there were all these words that you read that you pronounced in your head and you learned that you've been pronouncing them wrong all this time? Yes. So this is a thing that I appreciate about the fact that you watch cable news and, and I don't because you know how to pronounce people's names like, what was the name you just said? Mnuchin. Yeah. So I, in my whole life, Munchin, that's what I thought his name was. It's it's a wonderful service. It's just like when I was a kid, I thought lingerie was pronounced lingerine. <laughs> and it wasn't until much later in life that I discovered that talking to, you know, boys in eighth grade about lingerine and then being like, what are you talking about? I That is a combination of underwear and mouthwash. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, what, how did you say that? Mnuchin? Man, I'm learning a lot on this podcast. I had I had a very intense German teacher in high school that was big on on pronunciation. So if I got a if I got a word wrong, we would basically be tased. So um, I try to be careful. Although I say things wrong all the time. And uh, um, but yes, Minuch, uh, Minuchin's wife, who was I maybe a model or something, but it was she was literally just you know mocking pores or just mocking normals, just mocking people that don't have. Jets. And anyway, um, all of this is leading me to something I want to talk about for the kind of the, the main thing about this, Dan, which is my, uh, difficult conversations. Yeah. And you I wanted, engaged in one this weekend. I, I engaged in one uh, and I did it on purpose. Um, I, it, you can, it's very hard to do a deliberate Leroy Jenkins, but I did one. And, um, <laughs> and it happened because of this. So... With all of the stuff that's happening with, with the conversations about race, about Nazis, about injustice, about these fucking Confederate monuments. Um, so I am on Facebook for my sins, and I don't really use it that much. I don't really know what to use it for. It's confusing to me. Like Some people are just like putting up pictures of their children, and some people are just selling makeup. And then there's just the, some of us who just yell about politics and like uh, it's like a jumble, which is fine. But there is one person in my Facebook life that I so I'm just I'm not I'm going to leave all the identifiers out. It's just a person from high school, person I knew in high school who has become my kind of pole star for certain views. Oh, wow. And this this person is it surprised me when I first saw it. But this person is it's she because I went to an all girls everybody's a she or at least uh, at the time would have been identified as she I don't know if they uh, certainly statistically they would not all now this person is a she um uh it's sort of beyond fox like this is someone who goes right down the line with so, like the, I I don't want to insult this person's intelligence but it seems like this person may not be the m most academic it's okay. kind of the person who would reprint the the things that are sort of like email forwards. Like sure. there's a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I kept this person on to kind of be like, what, you know, just to kind of watch and see what kind of things would happen. And she posted this thing 
about the Confederate flag. And it's just like a, apparently, you know, it's like a lot of weird stuff on Facebook that it's just a, apparently a photograph of a piece of paper. And she's like, it, you know, it's about how the red represents the blood of Christ. The white protects, the white border represents the protection of God. The blue X represents the Christian cross of Santa. So it's this whole bananas thing about what the Confederate flag quote unquote really means. And then she kind of writes above it like, you know, this is what it really means. And we just have to remember and we can't just get caught up in, you know, people that want to turn things into symbols of hate. And uh, uh, it was it was it was so Dan, it was so goddamn confusing. It it made me I it made me dizzy to read it. It made me dizzy to read it. I was like, and so I looked at it and I kept looking at it and I kept staring at it. And I was like, you know what? This is a conversation. I feel like I'm, I'm just I'm going to wade into this because this is about the most bananas conversation I can have. But I'm like, I want to figure out how to have these difficult conversations and also try to apply the new rule of no. No, like when if you see this stuff, if you see something, say something that way, you know, just don't accept but I'm like, at, at the same time, I'm like, I feel like I'm going to, tr- this is like a 600 pound ball of tangled yarn and I have to find the end of it. So what I said was sort of like, you know, I don't know what this piece of paper is. It turns out it's nonsense, but it doesn't matter. The flag could be about the color of raspberries and, you know, it doesn't matter. All flags are comprised of colors and designs. That's what flags are. They don't. Yeah come out of the earth they don't grow like people make them who gives a fuck what colors you know the the confederate flag were meant to mean it doesn't matter it's a confederate flag and here's what it stands for and she was like well, no and also and someone some and someone she's like well, the swastika was it you know they did the on uh, the swastika oh was my a, god yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so oh. so i kind of put a response in that was firm but not like, I don't think it was too dickish, but I, I realized I was walking the line of dickishness. But I was like, I need to see how this conversation goes. I want to test out one of these conversations to see what it's like to have one in these dumb fucking Facebook comments. And uh, she took my reply down. And um, I was I asked sort of why she'd taken it down. And she sent me a private message that said, you know, I... Um, I didn't want to have this conversation in the, you know, I, d- I decided not to have it. And I was like, you know, I have to tell you that, like, when people put stuff up like this, it scares the shit out of me because, like, this is important. And it doesn't matter why those put those colors on the flag. It stands for treason and violence and racial hatred. And it literally stands for the dissolution of a nation. And, yeah. you know, and then she, you know, then it goes back and forth. And one of her friends chimes in. And um, because I was like, she's like, and then this person says, you know, and the Civil War wasn't even about slavery. I know that's just your opinion. Yes. No, this now. Then I was like, it is. And then her friend chimes in and this I have a screenshot. I have all these things screenshot. It's like it's like it's like my fucking crazy wall. You know, it's that, you know. So her friend chimes in and says, slavery was one part of the battle of the oh, Civil War. Oh, there are completely different reasons that it started. There no. were black. And then, oh, now, here we go, Dan. 
There were black soldiers fighting for the South oh, by their choice Jesus. in the middle of the war. We seem to pick and choose our history le- lessons lately. So at this point, oh. my head, my head, <laughs> my head. I'm only having you tell it to me, and I'm like, I'm like pulled into a fetal position on the floor right now. Yeah. So, oh. and, and then you know, it, we tried, and then another friend of mine from high school, like she wades in, and we're like, look, like. You know, we try to show them stuff. We're like, here is a, um, like, an actual, here's a video. This is the guy who is the head of history at West Point. Probably not a long-haired hippie. Who says, he's like, the point, the the thing that the Civil War is about is, sl-. like, here's, you know, here's oh. some stuff. Here's some more information. And then, um, uh, then this person responds, like, you know, I, I, you have, that's what you think it is. And then I... Then she's and I was like, you know, I I just feel like this is you shouldn't be willfully ignorant about this stuff. And then she gets insulted. And so okay, so you get it. So this then then she kind of accuses me of being you know a big meanie. She's like, well, I know you use your Facebook for you know to insult people, but I don't. And I was like, okay. Oh my word. So you know, so I have this whole thing, and I kind of I I screenshot it and I stare at it. Like, it's a cipher. And I'm like, you know, like, I got to, I know, I know a lot of people like this. And I'm like, I have to, this took some time and it was weird and and dumb. But I was, I knew going in it was going to be weird and dumb and that I was going to run the risk of looking like a giant jackass. And it it doesn't matter. Being uncomfortable, and the thing is that feeling uncomfortable doesn't matter. And sometimes looking like a jackass doesn't matter. Um, but she did take the whole thing down and because she didn't like being confronted. And I said, you know, I said, I think I hit a nerve. And she's like, no, I am, conf- I am firm in my beliefs. And I, you, you think I don't fact check. And I was like, well, you don't, it, it. the point of all this, of this dumb story, Dan, and now my whole fucking computer is filled with screenshots. It's like, it genuinely looks like a crazy wall. <laughs> Because I was like, maybe I should try to recreate this to turn it into a post. And I was like, I'm not sure what I learned, except that yeah. at some point you have to wade in and try. Right. Um, and, you know, and where how did how to do it, especially when the facts are so loose on the ground, like, you know, to people saying like, well, oh, you know, you think that slavery was and, and now obviously that. They don't the people that I was arguing with didn't seem terribly well informed. But the thing is, like, it's not like I am the chair of history at Harvard, but like you can have a level of being reasonably informed. And you know, the fact of the matter is is this is that that flag, those statues, all of that stuff comes out of a of a post war effort that is connected entire you know, connected with yeah. the Klan. Connected with Jim Crow laws, connected with this rise of the glorious, you know, the myth of the glorious South and all, you know, and what it does is it, 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 it's there to, to, to frighten people. And it's there to show that, that, you know, to constantly kind of serve a reminder of remember when we didn't think you were people. Right. Well, and the idea that those, that those symbols, you know, part of the idea of it was to make it so that they to the vast majority of white America, they did not conjure the same sort of like, <gasps> as when you see a, a swastika or something, mm-hmm. you know, like a swastika is still a thing that when you see it, you're shocked. 
you know, um, uh, uh, for uh, as a white person, like seeing a Confederate flag, you have a moment of thinking. But like, I think a lot about like this past week, I thought a lot about the fact that like I fucking love the Dukes of Hazard. Like for those of you listening that are younger than 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 myself or Maureen, there was a TV show from 1979 to 1985, right? So seven fucking seasons, uh, where the the heroes of the show drove around in a sweet orange like 70s muscle car that the the doors were welded closed, so they had to jump in and out of the window. That was a very important part of my childhood was jumping in and out of the window of cars. Um, and on the fucking roof of the car is the is the Confederate flag, and the name of the car is the General Lee. <laughs> yeah. And, like, this was pop culture. Like, this was like, ha-ha, the Duke's a hazard. Like, this is a thing that kids talked about in the schoolyard. And I remember a good friend of mine being like, yeah, when I was a kid, I used to play Duke's a hazard when it was on, and I would jump over the couch while it was happening whenever they would do a jump in their car, right? And it's like, this is the kind of stuff that, like, popular culture just embraced that, you know? Like... I was in high school. I loved the band Leonard Skinner, right? And like their symbol was also a Confederate flag. And it's like, Jesus Christ, like I fucking grow up in like the most goddamn liberal part of the Chicago area. And like, yet this was a thing that like that was pretty fucking normal. And it's crazy. Like now it's crazy to think about like pitching a show where it's like, yeah, and they drive around with the Confederate flag on the roof of their car and they're the heroes. Yeah. That's crazy. Our next door neighbor had a car that had a paint job, a, a General Lee paint job. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, and that was a thing. Like this was amazing. This would be like this would be like if the love boat was like a German battleship with like a fucking swastika on it, and then everyone watched the love boat because they loved the love boat. But yeah. it was also happened to be like a fucking part of the Third Reich. The Liebeschiff. Um. <laughs> Yeah. So so I had a dumb conversation is what I'm saying. I I waited in and had a fucking Facebook conversation to see what would happen. And, you know, not all of these conversations are going to go great. And some of them are going to be super clumsy and weird. And like, we may not know how to have them at first, but we've got to have them. Like, we've got to go in and start feeling stupid. But like, and getting uncomfortable because I will tell you this, I went to this all girls school where we were very drilled into being polite and like, and she was being, she's like, and you know how I value all my insert name of high school girls. And I'm like, fuck that. Like, I don't give a, f a two flying fucks about high school, any, any fake idea of camaraderie, but we were all really taught to be, you know, kind of polite and smiley. And aren't we all sisters? I'm like, fuck no. Like, Fuck you and your fucking, you know, like, look, if you post really horrific shit, and, and they have, some of them have, like, yeah. stuff that is mind-blowing. Yeah. And um, it's not enough now to just be like, that's fine. That's fine. No, do that. That's fine. Right. Um, so I've been thinking a lot about having uncomfortable conversations. And actually, there's there have been a lot of podcasts and articles this week about having these how to have these uncomfortable conversations and ways and strategies of you know doing it with that but how do you do something without insulting someone if your basic premise is what you're saying is wrong 
and racist, like factually wrong and practically, you know, and in in function racist. Uh, it It's hard. <laughs> That's the nub. Um, and I haven't cracked it yet, but the fact is it has to be cracked. Yeah. Which means I mean, it, going it, out. Yeah, it's, you know, the problem of racists in America is the problem of us, right? It's the problem of us white people that know them, right? And that, and that have been, you know, like, uh, I'm not going to hang out with that guy anymore because he's a fucking racist, right? Like, but not necessarily being like, hey, dude, guess what? You're a fucking racist and you need to deal with that, you know, like having those uncomfortable conversations, it's way easier to not, right? Like we are, we are able to, to hole up in our, in our homes and our lives and, and know those people and just know that we chose to not hang out with them. Right. But, um, but there is a point where it's, it's on us to, to have those conversations as, as hard as they may be. Or even to say like this, here's why this is a problem. Like you don't think that what you've just said is a problem, but it is. Yeah. And this is why. Um, but yeah, so so I I spent so it wasn't all I did. I was working, but like I kept kind of coming back and having, and it just went on. Like it just it was like a twenty four hour thing that it just oh. kept happening. And but it was to test. It was to try to figure out how to do it. Is it worthwhile doing this on there? But I was like, in the end, she took it down. Yeah, because she didn't want she didn't like what I was saying. But when it came down. But I mean, that's I mean, that's the other thing, right? Like one of the things that we've seen over and over again is just how. When confronted, just how quickly they fold. You know, I mean, not to lump your high school friend in with the like neo-Nazis that were 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 marching in, in Charlottesville, but there has been a, a lot of stuff generated over the last week of, you know, I mean, these were, these were clan members and Nazis that marched without hoods, right? Like they had no sense of repercussion of action, right? We're going to do a march. We're going to be photographed. We're going to, you know, have this stuff on social media and nothing is going to happen to us is in, is crazy, right? Like, I mean, talk about white privilege. That is like the ultimate white privilege. And as it turned out, Things did happen, right? Like people lost their jobs. People were called out. Um, there have been multiple internet companies that have dropped people from their hosting or from their, uh, you know, Twitter accounts or or this sort of thing. There have actually been, an, uh, you know, uh, repercussions of these actions and how quickly these people fold, right? How quickly they begin to cry or whine or say that they're being, you know, hurt in all of this um, has been remarkable to me. Like, these are folks that their ideology works only because it is self-referential, right? Only because they are listening to their own media. They are creating their own media. They are having circular conversations with each other. As soon as they went out into the world, and, and Charlottesville was a disaster, but Boston a week later, you know, there were a hundred of them hiding in a gazebo and 20,000 people from Boston surrounding that gazebo like that is how isolated they are that is how small they are that you know that 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 there is an interesting thing within seeing kind of you know the charlottesville which was a defeat right which was just horrible a, a, a woman lost her life and then boston where they were just hiding <laughs> like they couldn't 
they couldn't show up. And then yesterday, they it's turned out they've canceled a whole bunch of the rallies that they had planned and all of that. And it turns out, like, you have to have those uncomfortable, you know, you have to make them uncomfortable. You have to have those uncomfortable conversations. You have to have people try to justify the the opinions and the and the the, the place that they're coming from and and make them make them realize that the that the 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 opinions that they hold don't really hold up in the light of day and there is a a slight i think extra element of being raised female and going to the kind of place that i coming from the kind of place that i went to that drilled into us this idea of like niceness yeah and sure. like we that i was you know we were supposed to be nice and i have to admit even at the time I wasn't always super good at that. I've, you know, like I've always That's been a little. To me. I, I've always I, been a little I, direct. What? No. Dan, Dan, I didn't know I was direct for a long time. <laughs> I think I've only figured it out kind of recently. Um, but yeah, I didn't. I was. I was like it then, and I'm like it now. But um, but it's the kind of thing that you know. But I mean, it's going to sound like a giant jump, but. You know, I this is I'm this is I'm talking about the Catholic area of Philadelphia where there was systemic abuse, and we had a um an abusive priest in our building. He was moved to our building, and we you know like so we had a sex offender in our building was, yeah. and we had, you know, the person who handed us our diplomas is the same guy who covered up over thirty different abusers, and like there's so yeah so. And the same people will say, like, well, that's not, like, it's not a problem. Like, it's not a systemic problem. It was just a couple people. And there's a lot of, a, a, there's a lot of turning away. And and I guess my my thought is, so you know, yeah, we have to be, I felt foolish and dickish having part of this conversation because I'm like, I'm having a fucking Facebook conversation. Like, this is the lowest right. form of, of, <laughs> of discourse. And at the same time, where else am I going to fucking start? Right. Yeah. So you got to start somewhere. You got to pick a point and start. And you know what? May I could have tried to maybe I could have tried to find ground more, but it's hard to find ground if your starting point is I don't think the civil war was fought about slavery and um I believe this weird piece of paper and like it's it's very hard in a, in a time where people kind of don't want to hear about established facts. I just want to be in a pool again, Dan. God damn it. <sighs> I'm going to be in a pool tomorrow with my Z Aqua Zumba friends. Man, that sounds nice. It's something. I guess, you know, our... Oh, but, well, now that we've, we're sort of at the end, would you like to hear the prediction? I would. I've been waiting. I've been staring at notes that say, my exciting prediction. Yeah, ha hang on to your ass. I'm, Here we go. I got a good grab on it. I announced this. We were eating dinner. We were away. A group of us were sitting down and having dinner together, and it was the 16th. I looked around the, the table, and I said, I'm going to lay some future shit on you. Here we go. I predict that two months from this date, if Trump is not actually actively out of office, the procedures will be underway. We'll be wrapping up. He will be pretty much part... You know, it's a little, it's a little nebulous, but I'm saying... It's two months from now, the door's going to be open and he's going to be halfway out if we're not completely there. So mid to late October, that's what you're laying down. Yeah, 
I gave the 16th as a date, and I said, if I'm right, I'm getting a tattoo. Yes. That tattoo should just say, I'm right. Yeah, I'm right. <laughs> I was right. And I'm going to tattoo it against, across my fucking forehead. Backwards, so I can read it in a mirror. What, what, what gives you that confidence? I don't share that confidence, Dan, I'll... I would like to, I'd like to shoot that confidence into my vein right now. Hook me up. I rode an elevator to the top of a tall building in London, which has glass from floor to ceiling, and I looked over the expanse of that beautiful country. I looked at the sky, I looked at the wheel, I looked at a terrifying kind of carnival ride that had been assembled next to it where people were just spinning through the air, and I was like, get off that ride, you're all going to die from being on rides. And I just knew. The knowledge came to me then, it just arrived. Maybe, maybe the mooch whispered to me. I don't know. But I feel, I, I feel it. All right. I feel like, I feel like it's slipping. I feel like I feel something real slidey. I just have this. Oh, I just, I just feel it. So you're so saying that... the Entenmann's donuts crumble off? Those little bunny droppings on top of the donut, those are crumbling by mid-October. Structural integrity of the donut itself is 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 falling to pieces. Like it's it's not a donut anymore. We're holding a handful of crumbs. I'm saying the date to watch for is October sixteenth. I'm gonna take your I'm gonna take your confidence and hold it in me. But what that means is we got to go to Disney World. But you have your plans Always. already for for uh. It's okay, Thanksgiving. Maureen. I have long you... I have long I have long known that if our if our Trump is out of office and we're going to Disney. That is happening, period. Any other plans for Disney? Those are already established. This is a thing that just happens. This is the reason we own credit cards. So you would go twice? Oh, easily. Yes. Okay. And immediately. Okay. All right. And Absolutely. Hopefully, no, this is not a Trump is gone, so, oh, let's go in a month and a half. No, we're going. We're there. We're eating Dole Whip. <sighs> and when I'm down there, I'm going to swim in a goddamn pool, Dan. You will. I will. There's some very nice pools there. Oh, man. I really, I need to move somewhere that where there's an outdoors. Yeah, you don't have a lot of that in New York. We don't have a lot of it. No. Here in, here in suburban Colorado, there is a lot of outdoors, and it's kind of amazing. Yeah, outdoors seems fun. It is. My, my problem with Colorado is that I, there's not enough oxygen here, and uh, I, I walk up a flight of stairs, and I need a nap. The first time I went to visit my friend in Denver, uh, we didn't know how anemic I was at the time. I was really super anemic. And uh, when I got off the plane, I first I I started walking sort of sideways. <laughs> like I was like, whoa, and I had to kind of slide along the wall like I was drunk. Whoa. And then I was like, I feel really weird. And then I got to her house and I went to bed and I slept for like 14 hours straight. <laughs> That's good. And the whole time they're like, come on, let's do this stuff. And I was like, I'm so tired. And I do not know why. And yeah. So if you're super anemic. Yeah. So anyway, that's fun. And it's been a fun. And we have some fun episodes coming up, Dan. I mean, we have just to um, kind of look ahead a little bit. Um, our next episode is going to be on September 6th. It's true. But September 14th. Is our one-year anniversary. Our one-year anniversary, Maureen. We started this podcast as an eight-episode special podcast just to get us to the end of the election. Mm -hmm. And now we are rolling up on a year of still waiting for this election to end. 
Yep. Or at least the yep, nightmare is, that came from it. This is episode 29, Past Selves. <laughs> hey, dummies. <laughs> hey, Past Self dummies. Remember that call that you had where you both were like, we're kind of busy, but maybe we can make it work. Say no. <laughs> no, say yes. Guys, I don't, I don't quite know what I would have done if I didn't sit in the closet this and is talk true. to you. I just, you know, the, 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 uh, you know, the butterfly chaos theory. Maybe it was us starting the podcast that made all of this happen. Yeah, this is our fault. Uh, mm. Sorry, everyone. Yeah, we, um, we fucked up, and that's why, um, that's why Can't... Blue Apron. We can't we change up. it until somebody invents a time machine and we go back and kill our past selves. Well, uh, until then, um, our theme music is performed by Ted Leo, and he did not cause this. Nope, not his fault. And also not, not the fault of Darth, who designed our logo. Oh, it's definitely not Darth's fault. I mean... If you'd like to contact us to tell us it's our fault, you can do so at Says Who Podcast on Twitter or slash Says Who Podcast on Pinterest and Facebook, and you can email hey, that's H-E-Y, at sayswhopodcast.com. Yeah, especially if you've got a pool. Oh, man. I'd really like to swim in a pool. Do you think we have listeners with pools? I think we probably do have listeners with pools. I know. Listener with it's a like pool, you are living a better life than me. I'm always impressed like when I leave and I visit people and they have cars, and I'm like, you have a car? You have a car? I don't have a car. There are a lot of people that have that have figured out adulthood a lot better than me or you, I think. They have pools, think... cars, jobs. We're fine, Dan. I'm in a child's bedroom right now, Maureen. <laughs> I'm reverting back to, like, 13-year-old me. Unclear if I'm going to survive in this world. We're fine. Damn, we're doing fine. You're doing fine. I'm doing fine. All you says Whovians, you're doing fine. We're all, we're all doing fine. We're making it through. That is true. We're all, yeah, yeah we're fine. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. Uh, I'm that fine. Should be our, you're fine. That should we're be our catchphrase. Says who? We're fine. We're fine. Ah. Uh, all right, from my wife's sister's house in suburban Colorado, I'm Dan Sinker. And from my closet in New York where I just reapplied my uh, soundproofing tiles with little uh, little command strips, I'm Maureen Johnson. And this has been Says Who. Look, I'm fine. We're all fine. I feel great. I think I turned out great. Now I'm gonna go argue on Facebook with strangers! Ah! Fuck you, Facebook! <laughs>